everybody. Welcome to episode 93 of the Go Gorilla Filmcaster, source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I am the other host, Mr. Paul Robinson, and here we are in day... What day is this? I don't know. I don't know what, what month day we're, we're in anymore. Yeah. This is like day 12, 11 or something like that. It's, uh, it is day 11. 11, yeah. Yeah. Day 11 of quarantine. Quarantine. Because Qu- well, we are the quarantine. Yeah. So we haven't killed each other yet. So Not yet. Fun. Not yet, but it is only day 11. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens on... The 14-day mark. 14-day mark. Two, two weeks. I kill you. There hasn't been as much time to watch things as one would think because you are actually working from home. Still working, yeah. Which means that you're available for more hours than you normally would be. So um, I had to kind of pull you away here and there wherever I could. Mm-hmm. We we tried we tried to make it some good ends. Yeah. And we knew that Ozark was coming out, so we wanted yeah. to be able to have time for that. And there was a documentary on Netflix that everybody's talking about. Yeah. And, of course, uh, it's it's a documentary that's up my alley anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't anticipate it being as popular when I saw the trailer to it. I was like, oh, I don't think a lot of people are going to watch this. And then, you know, I underestimated just how fucking bored everybody is. And so it just started, like, rolling and yeah. everyone started talking about it. But then once we got into it, I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no way this isn't getting out there. <laughs> yeah. like this this is yeah. too bizarre. Yeah. And you said, hey, there's a there's a documentary docu-series, docu-series yeah. I want to watch with you. And you're like, do you want to see the trailer? I was like, nope, I don't know anything about no. it. I just want to go into it blind. You went in blind. Yeah. I try well, to do that as much as I can. I, I was familiar with the story. I, uh, I never I didn't know anything. About I, it. I was familiar with the story already. Not all the details of it, but like I knew who the person was, like I'd seen him before. So uh, anyway, so it's it, we saw Tiger King and we literally binged through all of Ozark uh-huh. practically in one sitting. I think we watched like two episodes yesterday and then just went through the other eight uh-huh. <laughs> today. So we we obviously watched those two things, but then we we wanted to squeeze in something a bit more independent. Mm-hmm. Um because this is supposed to be a source for indie film. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, st- I started to sort of dive into the Amazon Prime options. Mm-hmm. I don't know how deep people go into those. I, mean, I don't know. But for some how, reason... I don't know how deep there is to go. I mean, for some reason, I feel like most people go like Hulu, Netflix, obviously Netflix being the, the top mm-hmm. choice, and then whatever on-demand you have, if you still have cable and stuff like that. But... Um, I, I started going through the Prime stuff, and there were a couple things that I really did want to see. And I'm like, oh, it's on here. Great. So I have, a, like, a shit ton of things in the watch list. They have a lot of documentary stuff. Uh, but they go back, like, years. Like, they have documentaries that are, like, you know, 15, 20 years old. Oh, wow. Um, so you can, you know, if you can get, I guess, over the difference in quality. Yeah. Um, probably some good stuff to watch there. So that's interesting. So uh, the film that we watched was called Blow the Man Down. Um, I guess we'll start with that. Okay. Um, so it's a it's a writer director, which of course I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it was the team, right? It was two. Yeah, it was Bridget Savage Cole and Danielle Crudy, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they both wrote and directed it. Um, and it's one of those films that like has people in it that you're like, oh, I know this person, mm-hmm. I know this person, and but a lot of not... the the people that were in that thing, the guy that was in the thing, yeah, the girl it's that like was in it's like oh, we just watched something with that person in it, and yeah. this and the, the and so um, I that's what I liked about it because you're sort of able to focus on characters more when you're not watching a celebrity, yeah. Because you're kind of like, what side of the celebrity am yeah. I going to get in this performance? And you know, you know their mannerisms already, you know? Uh-huh. So it's like getting to know somebody different. Like yeah. I, I can, there's That's... actors that you just hear them talk and you're like, I know who that is. I don't mm-hmm. even have to look at them. But when it's actors like this, that you're like, I think that, you know, that person looks familiar, but I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know their name or whatever. I always enjoy that. Cause it's like, you get to find new people that, yeah. that you really like. Yeah. And uh, especially when, celebrities um don't play a character and they're just playing like a straight person like not straight but you know just a normal per- quote unquote normal person they're not playing a um a character type um then like, it's oh even God, harder to you're getting so political and no. you keep you keep shoving your foot in your mouth even though you don't mean to because yeah. you're not meaning it in that way what's happening uh, yeah um and then it's even harder to dis disassociate the character from the celebrity when yeah, they're just playing especially a- when it's somebody who's known for playing a specific type of character 
you, you keep expecting that from them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so um, the 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 film is called Blow the Man Down, and um, it is starring a bunch of people that yeah. you probably won't like. I so there's a lot of people in this film. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> so the 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 premise, if you will, is I believe are they in Maine? It's a New England town. Yeah, I don't remember if it was Maine or Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, and it might have been Massachusetts. I don't know. And um, there, it's it's a it's a fishing town, yep. basically. And so it's very small, and everyone knows everybody else's business. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, there's always some kind of weird, crazy thing that's going on in the town. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I have to say that I did enjoy I I did enjoy this film, but there was some weirdness going on with the grading. Yeah. So um, like I too, I enjoyed the film. I thought it was one of those gems that you're like, you never heard of. You just watch, you're like, Oh, it was a really good film. Mm. But yeah, the grading was weird. They, they did this, the, the footage, it was, it was shot nice. You know, there wasn't anything like, Oh, you know, it, it looked nice, but they did some thing with the grading where they lift the blacks up a bunch. And, um, you know, people tend to call it the Instagram look where you, mm-hmm. you kind of flatten the, you know, yeah. really, really lift the blacks up, um, which people do anyway to grade films because black, you know, when you look at something, it's never super black, you yeah. know. Um, What's that called? What? That black. That's oh, like, like the man, fa- Manta. Manta. Manta black or something, know, something like that. Fanta black. I don't know. Yeah. Um but I don't know if I mean, and I, you know, we we were talking about the 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 reasons for it, possibly wanting it to feel old, because even though it took took place, they didn't. I don't think they really specified a time, but it was fairly, you know, it was present day. But it yeah, was one of those focus. towns that are were like, you know, not. It's not like a. It's a small town, so they're not. You yeah. know, um, it's a fishing community, yeah, so there's not a whole lot to do there. Yeah. And the, the technology was like, you know, so it was very lo-fi. So I think they wanted to kind of portray that in, in with the, the look of the film, with the grading and the production design and stuff. So I, it wasn't distracted. Like I noticed it, but it didn't take me out of the film. No, it didn't take me out, but it was it was definitely noticeable. And, and it did look like like a like an Instagram filter. I guess yeah. for a second I was like, what's going on? Um, and I didn't know if that was their way of like aging it. I did really like it though. I thought the mm-hmm. story was was really interesting and um yeah, I don't yeah. know. Performances were good. The um shot compositing was good, lighting was good, all that stuff was good. Even the the grading even though it was not something that we kind of like understood it was done efficiently, you know? It was Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't like done poorly. It was done well. It's just I didn't Just stylistically I didn't yeah. it, it wasn't something that I would ever choose, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little bit. But I definitely recommend watching it. If yeah. you, if you, especially now, since you're sitting home, choice probably. Have you got? Yeah. Um, so let's blow the man down on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. I hate promoting Amazon, but there, there is some good stuff on there. Um, okay. Well, so it's the, you know, you're supporting the filmmakers. I am. Well, that's why, I, that's why we're talking about the film. Um, and I have to look into what else the writer director have done. I actually mm-hmm. didn't look into that. Um, you can have them, have them on and say like, why the, why the filter? <laughs> Whose idea was this? Uh, the editor, I'm assuming, maybe well, yeah, potentially. So, okay, so we're just we're gonna we're gonna jump into Tiger King because there's there's just so much Here going go. on with that. Um, and as we sweeping said, the nation, as as we'd said, you you went in, you didn't know what was going on, what the story was about. I knew a bit of the story, not all not all of these details, but I was familiar with the character, mm-hmm. dude. And so what? I only knew him because. I didn't, and I didn't know until I started watching it that he was the guy that ran for president because I saw the clip on mm-hmm. John Oliver, mm-hmm. and um, I remember I remember seeing the clip thinking, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" <laughs> and then now it's that guy, and I was like, "Oh Jesus, man!" Yeah. So, so well, what did you think of it? So the the film the film revolves around a, a character, a guy who calls himself Joe Exotic. I forgot his actual name. It was a, a difficult yeah was a... to pronounce last name. I think mm-hmm. it was like. Slavic or something like that and um and all of the said characters in his life Mm -hmm. and then it also um focuses on um a woman who is this this Carol Baskin character that he is uh I mean I don't know if there's any other way to say that just obsessed with um oh super obsessed and not to say that let, let 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 me put it this way Let's just let's just have some talking time here. Okay. I I work I work uh, part time for for a vet, 
and I've been around the animal types, the mm -hmm. peoples, mm -hmm. the animal type peoples, mm -hmm. and her personality is very typical. Every rescue group, organization, shelter, what have you, they all have a Carol Baskin. Mm. There is one of the, I, I know a woman that if you just switched their names, same person. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a personality type that is sort of attracted to animal advocacy and that yeah. type of thing. And so it was very amusing for me to watch that because I'm like, I know that this woman is real. This is how they are. I know yeah. like five people that are just like that, that yeah. do rescue mm -hmm. stuff. So I wasn't surprised. But you know people that have fed their husband to tigers? Interesting. Well, we don't know that. Yeah. That's We're speculating here. Allegedly. Uh, so that, that was very interesting to see yeah. because as soon as I saw her before they even got into the details of her story, I'm like, she's nuts. Mm. I already know it. Yeah. I already know she's got a touch of crazy because of the, the amount of energy that she's putting into this and where she's putting it and how she's putting it way mm. too much. Anybody who puts that much effort into making sure that everything in their life is animal printed is in need of medication. Yeah. Like yeah. without a doubt, without a doubt, there's no way that you're like 100% functioning when that is sure. when you focus that much energy and, and time into animal prints yeah. and things. So what did you think of it technically? Well, I mean, it was a documentary. I mean, there yeah. was nothing particularly. I mean, thank God that, you know, this guy was so kind of, um, I don't know if egotistical is the right word, but, you know, he just was so. You don't know if he was egotistical. Well, no, I don't know if I, if if it was, it was ego or or what it would be called, but that just he wanted everything taped, so they had just tons and tons of footage of. And I think everything. that's the very definition of being. Yeah, egotistical. but there's I know there's a better word. I just couldn't think of it. But yeah, self-centered so, and yeah, um, braggadocious. So they, they had they had tons and tons of footage of him doing all sorts of stuff, all sorts of crazy stuff, and um, I don't know. It was just like. It was a train wreck. You know, there's no... I've never seen a better example of gun reform yeah, yeah. than this film. Yeah. Like, the, there's no good people in this film. It's just bad people doing bad things. Yeah. Even it's the, like all it is, you know? Even the people that were better still weren't great people. Yeah. You know, like the guy who's actually... Oh, sure. I mean, you have good people sprinkled throughout, but, you know, you have your main people, the Joe Exotic and the Carol Baskin and, and the other people yeah, that kind of come in and, and whatever, the, and you just look at what they're doing and you're like, Jesus. Even the good people, the good people, I'm air quoting, like you don't work for... <sighs> anybody who is like just... When you've got your shit together upstairs, right? Yeah. When you meet that guy... You don't go like, you know, what's going to be great for me to work for this guy. Well, some people, right? when as, you, as we've learned in the documentary, some people are just, you know, it's it's either you work for this guy or you live on the street. You know, so some people are. Right. But it wasn't that for some people. Is some what I'm some saying. people it was. For for for, for the, the, the cases where it was drugs and shelter. Yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. But for the people that were like otherwise had a, a life outside of that, it's like how you stay there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. At, yeah. at any point, and and on her side either. I'm not just talking about him. So like yeah. All these people. So you can't tell me that all of these people that volunteered for Carol Baskin were in need of homes that she yeah. was providing. That was the thing. That was all you know, volunteer she, she, work. Right. But she was making money. She's got a lot of money. But they weren't. You know, and they weren't. They well, were that's volunteering. A, that's what I'm saying. She, her, big, her, big, her big crusade was to stop animals being sheltered and to shut him down. But then she would... Essentially, own a zoo as well, and have people there. Right. They pay to get in, and and the whole thing. And you know, I get it. You gotta you gotta feed the animals. Look, she and had PETA on her side, and PETA's bullshit. I can't stand that group. Yeah, uh, and not because I'm like a, a, a giant fur wearing, yeah. uh, you know, you care uh, more about exotic than animal psycho, but because they're actually a, a completely hypocrit hypocritical group, mm -hmm. and uh, they have killed animals and they think that all like pit bulls should be murdered and um they're 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 quite psychotic themselves so it was a perfect match that she had them on yeah. on her side i i didn't i didn't question that at all but um i did learn something interesting because as you know i'm i'm a bit of a stickler for um set design and wardrobe when it comes to documentaries mm -hmm. uh, we talked about this when we watched um the clown wrinkles wrinkles the clown and i'm like oh my god who the hell was just like let's film this on a mattress yeah. with no sheets and all of that and i apparently allegedly 
it was the producers that had recommended that uh, what's his face interview shirtless. Oh, that the boy, the husband, the first husband, and he was like, "All right," and he said that he went with it. Because, and by the way, he has teeth now. Oh, is that right? Yes, he has since gotten some new chompers. Good for Uh, him. Because I had two questions with him. One, I had a lot of questions (laughs) with a lot of people, but one of them during it was, why is he not wearing a shirt Mm -hmm. and where are the rest of his teeth? And I couldn't understand. And I mean, like all jokes aside, right? All the money that is spent on just like frivolous, stupid bullshit. Uh, yeah. It was never teeth. Crazy, yeah. That's what I didn't understand. Like, you've got money for guns, documentaries, whatever, you know, all these things that you're doing, all this crazy shit that you're doing. And like, nobody was like, hey, let's just like, let's just pop into a dentist's office real quick and Mm -hmm. see if we can maybe get something stuck into your face there for a second. Yeah. Just on, on the, like, just eating alone, you can't tell me that a tooth in front is easy for you to eat. Like, you're, there has to be pain and rotting, rottage going on in there. It just kind of amazed me. I don't know. I was just really fascinated by, (laughs) fascinated and then equally terrified that there are masses of this, these type of people (laughs) existing and they're all gun owners. And I'm like, of course they are. (laughs) Of course you're all mentally psychotic and you have an arsenal uh, at your disposal. Yep. So, um, yeah, the, the, you, it's a it's something you have to watch. Yeah, like, there's so. really no point in getting into all the details of everything that happens because it's something that has to be seen to be believed. Yeah, but you have to be into watching the, the sort of train wreck stuff. Who isn't? Who doesn't you like know? watching a train wreck? Come on, yeah. let's be real here. Yeah, it was it was very fascinating to say the least to see how these people function and and the people that that get drawn to it. You know, I mean, these people are paying like a hundred dollars, no more than two hundred dollars a week, a week. Hmm. Yeah, you know, and I get that they get to because they talked about other, you know, it wasn't just Joe Exotic. There was other people that yeah. were on very similar things, some more Brandon, upscale and whatever. <laughs> Brandon had said that the other guy was like the white R. Kelly. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. like this weird, like pimp polygamist yeah. zoo man. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is going they, on? They here? build like this cult like atmosphere around it all. Very and much and so. they get all these women in and they have he has all these multiple relationships. And, like zoo harems. And it's just it's just crazy that and then but people but they can always find people. They can sure. always find people. It's well, there's, crazy. There's never there's never a shortage of like crazy out there i mean you can always yes, find but, that you know it's like when you're like here i'll pay you 176 dollars a week you get to live here and, and work 19 hour days yeah oh, it's crazy and i just i don't know that's not for me <laughs> <laughs> that's not for me you think? god bless you but it's not for me um yeah uh I, I don't know it just goes there's so many directions that this film goes into and there's just so many questions that I have. And then at times I'm like, no, I actually don't have questions. I, I, I pretty much, they're all answered and in, in everything that's going on there, you know, what's going on, but it's just bizarre. It's just it was just fascinating. One of the most bizarre documentaries, not the most, but one of the most mm-hmm. that I've seen. Um, just when you think you've got the story and it can't get any crazier out of left field. Yeah. There's a lot of allegedly on that show, this <laughs> yeah. person allegedly did this. It's like, what are the, what are the, there's got to be, look, these people have had to have left evidence lying around. Well, the, the circumstances, there's, there's an event like that, that, that takes woman, place Carol that's very Baskin's suspect. husband disappears. How often, I mean, maybe it's more than I think it is, but how often does somebody like that disappear? The guy was super rich, about to divorce her. He all of a sudden disappears, which is obviously... Well, I watch a lot of true crime. That does happen yeah, a lot. I guess. You'd be surprised how many people get away with that. You know, it's very coincidental, so I don't want to I don't want to accuse anybody of anything, but it's, it's, it is coincidental. Listen, if you disappeared one day and, that, and never saw you again, there's no way that I would just... You'd just act like I was never on the show. You'd be like, welcome to episode 137. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your that only be, host, Paul Robinson. I would be Robinson. a wreck for a long time. And, you know, I mean, look, well, people grieve differently, and I get that, but... Uh, I, I don't think know. it was obvious that they didn't have the happiest relationship. That was sure. that was made clear. the The question was more of the legality of like, how did somebody just straight up disappear? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was more. I found myself more intrigued with her story because I wanted to get to the bottom of the husband missing. You know, whether oh, she. I knew we weren't going to get to the bottom yeah. of that. 
I would like to see a documentary on that because I love that kind of like stuff. I don't know. It was it was very hard to to not put a lot of focus on on uh, Joe Exotic and yeah. and the three but, ring but circus after, that yeah, followed Yeah, but after him. like three or four episodes, you get it. All right, I get this guy. He's fucking nuts. Yeah, but then the nuts that he would just. It was like a like a seven layer bar. I liked you know? all the it's stuff just... around. Like I got, I I, I like learning more about him because he's just fascinating. But then every like I had no idea that there was like a, this whole scene of this going on all over the place. You know, it was that the whole film. And I didn't know that you could just run a zoo. Like you could just apparently just yeah you, yeah. Like we could just go buy some land and well, the, run a zoo. There's, yeah, there's the 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 whole thing kind of centered around the fact that there's more wild cats in captivity than there are actually in the wild and yeah. and and yeah, this is this was a bigger issue right that so he makes he, you know he pays this 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 menial type of uh compensation to the people that work there but he's charging up to uh, upwards of four hundred dollars or something like that for an experience and i'm like look i i don't know it, to be on an actual conservation site like an actual one that does save it from from trade and all that shit mm-hmm. When I watch those videos that they that you see them when they're able to release out into the wild, to me that's a con- conservation. Uh, uh, Jane Goodall, that those type of people that they their their whole existence is in keeping these animals where they belong, and then in certain cases you can't. Mm-hmm. You know they they for whatever reason they have to be kept in in captivity, and then they'll have those places that are that that are not open to the public that way. Yeah. That's different than a zoo, you know, yeah. and they're, they're basically running zoos. Yeah. And I don't like, I would never pay. I know before this film, like, you know, that's how these animals yeah. get here. And like, just on a serious note, watching them pull like cubs that were literally seconds old away from their mother. Yeah. It was just like, okay, this is like, nope. And people will pay for that. It's the same as like SeaWorld and mm-hmm. shit. You know, it's just there's always people that want to have that experience and they don't care what has to happen for them to have it. So one of I those just, nutbags talking about like, this is like my fourth time in, in three hours that I've yeah, been yeah. here or something. Just hundreds and hundreds of dollars that you're shelling out to. And it maybe I'm mistaken and they didn't show it, but it seems like the experience lasted seconds. It would be like, here's a cup for kink. Here's a cup for kink to yeah. the next person. It wasn't like you were you sitting there. You didn't even get there. to hold it. They yeah. put it next to your face. You're not like cradling this yeah. thing. It's not like, oh, if you pay $500, you get to have a sleepover with a cub all night. Well, that's the, that's the hotel thing they do when they sneak them into the hotel. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that that makes it right, but it's like, I can, that's an Well, that's the thing. You take, you take um, the Carol's Baskin, Baskin, her, her place. She was a lot, she wanted to, she was like rescuing this and whatever, but it's like, okay, so you rescue them, but then why can't you just put them back out in the wild? I don't understand. Like, what's the criteria for not being able to put an animal back in the well, wild? Once you have There's... a grown tiger, you can't put that tiger back why? in the wild because they don't know how to hunt. Yeah. But that's the, the thing with them is that you have to be careful because they're wild animals. So they have instincts. Hunt, like, not I'm like not that, a, though. I'm not an animalologist, but <laughs> I would think that <laughs> any animal you put them, they would figure it out. Right. No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. When they're very young and they're very small, if you have them in the right environment, um, where you you're able to actually take them into their their actual natural habitat. So if you're able to go into a jungle with a chimp, for instance, when they're small, they they basically do like outings, mm-hmm. and they'll put them in a tree, and they'll they'll show them how to kind of forage for things, give them a stick, they watch this and that. And then as they get older, they'll let them go if they can. And if not, then they have like these very big reservations where they're basically like, that's the land. Mm -hmm. They don't go in and bother them, but they're not caged in. Right. It all depends on the stages of what they learn. You can't have a tiger that's acclimated to human beings because then in the wild, they'll just walk up to human beings, villages, whatever. And, and, we're looking for food. Yeah. Uh, so you can't. I guess. But then when like you're you getting said, them you know, big you, like you that. You have these huge, huge reservations. You could just put all the ones that. Well, they were breeding them, too. That's the problem yeah. is that it wasn't like someone was dropping like, hey, I don't want this tiger anymore. It yeah. was like you you were breeding tigers because the cubs is what makes. That's the moneymaker yeah. right there was having this one on one experience because yeah, you yeah. can't sit in a, a cage with a fucking 700 pound tiger and canoodle with it. Because it'll eat your face off. Exactly. Right? Because it knows it wants to hunt because that's. Its... No, because 
it's instinctual in that you're it's still an animal and so a sound can go off a scent can be on you which they had actually shown something of there there's any any uh number of those things can set that animal off but it doesn't mean that it's going to know how to survive survive because it ripping your face off isn't out of hunger that's just a natural instinct fear or whatever they're used to being fed so it it may eventually eat your face if you don't feed it. Yeah. It's going to know like, hey, I'm going to eat you. But they're they're just going to be like sitting around like, where's the uh, the raw chicken drop? <laughs> like, yeah. Which tree did the chicken legs come out of? And the, where's the, the half of a, a, a freaking sow yeah. fly out of the jungle? Because, you know, they don't know. So anyway, uh, zoo bad. Zoos are bad. Okay. Zoos are bad. I mean, it's I, I don't want to say that about all zoos, because especially for like being a city kid, we would never get the opportunity. Like when I when I moved upstate and I was like, holy shit, is that like an actual raccoon? <laughs> like they just it just walks around at night. Yeah. And um, I had actually interacted with a raccoon not knowing any better because I thought, oh, so adorable, like cute trash panda. And it came up right up to me at night because I was eating out of a bag of popcorn Mm. and um, I was with my ex and I was like waiting outside the car and he went, he was at his, like his dad's friend's house or something like that. He went to pick something up. And when he came out, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because I was handing popcorn to a raccoon. (laughs) He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. Walked up to me. He's like, these animals are like, they could be rabid. He's like, you can't like just hand popcorn to a raccoon. What do I know? To me, it was, that was like, that might as well have been like a tiger experience. Like I would have paid for that as a city person. We don't see things like that. Yeah. So going to the Bronx Zoo was the only way you ever saw a bear or you know you didn't see things like that mm-hmm. we, we had pigeons and roaches <laughs> and rats <laughs> that's what you have in the city a lot of stray cats too some dogs but you know in terms of like the zoos uh, it's i'm torn i mean I, I assume that there are some zoos that do genuinely do good for yeah. animals you know they take them in they take care of them like the ones you said that can't be out in the wild um, I, I I honestly learned a lot going to the Bronx Zoo as a kid mm. initially. After that, it's like every year we always, the school, gee, I wonder where are the school trips going to take us to the Bronx Zoo or the Hall of Science. It yeah. never failed. It was Bronx Zoo or the Hall of Science. And I, but I did learn stuff going there, mm. learning about, you know, uh, illegal trade and all that stuff. I mean, I did learn things. So it, it's not like it doesn't serve its purpose, but sometimes you got to wonder is that really a large enough enclosure for that animal? Because yeah. it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. And that's always the big, especially in the city, but that's always the big thing with zoos is the space. Yeah. Never, nobody has the amount of space that you need for, you know, tigers and lions and stuff. They're supposed to run. You know, they can't yeah. be. Even well, if they're in captivity, they should, and they can't be put in the wild. They still need that space to run and to let energy off. A good example and, is that, that nut bag um, last year that jumped into the Bronx Zoo exhibit. It was shortly right. after we had actually gone. You went for the first time, and she jumped in and didn't get mauled. Well, if that had been in the wild and that animal was hungry, it would have killed her. But yeah. because it's fed daily, it's just kind of like, the yeah. fuck are you doing in here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and you might scare it, and it might attack you for that reason, but not... The same way that it would in the wild. It's yeah. just totally different at that point. Anyway, uh, a fascinating, fascinating <laughs> uh, look into humans. <laughs> <laughs> into to mental health services yeah. in this country and how they are greatly lacking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I, 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 say, I say it in jest, but I mean that seriously, where I'm like, how did these people uh, obtain weapons? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, this could be said for for anything, but I I suppose there's some kind of meta commentary about how we are watching these people like these people are like people would watch animals at a zoo. We're watching these people in the same kind of voyeuristic way, you know, (laughs) through. No, I'm just talking about like human psychology. You know what I mean? Like we're watching these people act crazy and do things. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, Sigmund, are you done? Hmm, (laughs) Tell me about your mother. Tell me about your mother. Um. Yeah, so just watch it if you haven't already. Yeah. You probably have because everyone should be locked down and you've probably heard about it and your curiosity took over. On to Ozark. Oh, boy. Uh, a show that, unlike The Outsider, actually stars Jason Bateman. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Pew, pew. And he directs a bunch of it, too. He directed the first two episodes of season three. 
That's gotta be tough to direct and be that involved in it. He's that, been directing since baby. he was like a teenager, though. This is his like, baby. Though. Family Ties, I think he directed oh, yeah? his first episode. They let him do it an episode. Oh of no, I'm not saying he directs stuff all the time, but to direct and act and something. Yeah, but like, I'm saying he's yeah. been doing that for so long, yeah. you know, that he's probably got the knack for it at this point. Yeah, he's a busy man. So they do a recap, which mm-hmm. is appreciated, but there's again, there's so much space between these shows that even with the recap, you're like, wait, what? Well, Yeah. What was that again? And I didn't want to have to like go back and watch it over again. This is where waiting until a show is over pays off because you could just go from one to another to Mm -hmm. another. There's there's no huge space that takes place that you're lost in and you've now, you know, uh, you've lost details of stuff. There were some people that I didn't quite remember what had happened. They mm-hmm. they showed it in the recap and I was like, oh yeah, wait, who the hell was that again? Yeah. So I still am not completely clear on who two of the people that they showed were. I was like, I don't really remember the story for that. But I still, like, it starts to come back to you. Like, you get the gist yeah. of it. So I wasn't utterly confused like I've been with some shows. Yeah. I thought aside from season one. Season two I liked, but it wasn't as exciting as season one in season one you were like what the hell is going on yeah. you know it was all this stuff going on you were getting introduced to all of it so it was yeah. obviously the the newness was exciting but then season three came in like with a fly kick like a katana like a katana you didn't see it coming i didn't yeah. you know it was just like what what, what was going on it, it was it was it, it could have very easily became very boring yes like we get it whatever but my God, I love this season so much. It's a good. It was a good one. It's a great season. Yeah, season one, season three, season two was good, like you said. But I feel like season three was was way better than two. Two was a little. It was a little slow. Yeah, but this season was not slow. No, there's some. I even I even got a little misty eyed. Let me tell you something. Towards the end of this season, to everybody who's listening, and you know, you'll know what I'm talking about if you've seen it. And that was. Whew. Paul is not a crier. No. Um, I've only seen you like really emotional. I think maybe twice in twelve years. Mm-hmm. I'm a robot. You're you're just dead inside. And the the other times it was like y- you get misty eyed at best, and it isn't easy to find something that makes you even misty eyed for some reason. It's always weird shit. Like Rudy, Rudy <laughs> is one of them that I was like, okay. And uh, you did get misty eyed during a documentary that we watched once, uh-huh. and it was very—it was like a really sad moment. And for a moment, I thought to myself, if I turn to my right and he has no expression on his face, he will probably murder me in my sleep because there's no way that you can watch the scene and not be moved <laughs> by it. And luckily, um, you got actually more emotional than I thought you were going to. And the other moment that kind of dragged for you emotionally was. Um, inside, inside out, out. Yeah. Uh, the scene where Bing, Bing Bong, Bong sacrifices himself into the memories of nothingness. Yeah, I don't know, because I've watched it again since, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened in the theater. Yeah. Well, because because you are dead inside, so n- now that you know that was coming, it's not going to make you cry again, yeah. but you didn't know what was coming initially. You know what was really weird was, um, uh, uh, speaking of like being emotional at films, it, this didn't make me emotional, but I got goosebumps when I was working, and you had the warrior on. Or warrior, really, with Tom Hardy, and there's that scene. You've seen that already. I've seen it before, but for some reason, there was that scene where uh, what's what's not Tom Hardy? Who's the other guy in that film? Wentington. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's not uh, Wentington, but uh, it's a it's an inside joke. Yeah. Uh, so he he had this. He was doing this move on the guy, and then he's like, you know, Brit, and he had he had to get the guy to tap. He's like, tap it, or you're gonna you're gonna lose your house, yeah, or whatever. And the music was swelling, and then he got the guy to tap. Like I don't know, it was just so weird. And I was like, whoa, like I didn't get like misty eyed or whatever, but I, I felt like these goosebumps. So weird. Do you know what's weird? To me, that you don't get that with everything that you watch that's meant to be emotional, because I always do, and I just assume that everyone else has goosies like I get in those moments. More often than you, than I would, than I share with you that you know. There's just certain moments that I'm like, ooh, that was good or whatever. But for some reason, and I've seen because I've seen it before. I've seen it a, yeah. a few times. Yeah, because it's it Tom Hardy, and so I wasn't you know even like fully watching it. I was like at my desk working and saw it on and was just they like just paying did, attention. It's they so did weird. a good thing with the music and everything. Yeah. That that's the importance. And he like his face, how he was just straining so that's hard to get the, the thing. The importance of, of music and the performance, yeah. all these things come together, and that's what makes that scene. Yeah. If the music had been shit, 
you may not have had the same reaction regardless of the performance. Yeah. Just it all lends itself into, into that I thought it moment. was interesting. I think that what is interesting is that you, you are not emotional. You don't cry easily. However, you do this thing when you watch anything, shows, film, interview. It doesn't matter. If you're watching somebody on screen mm -hmm. and they are explaining something and they're going through an emotion, anger, sadness, happiness, fear, you make the same faces that they're making at them. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite things to do is to watch you in those moments. So if somebody's being really playful and flirty, you... My face will your react face, to yeah, that. Yeah, you have a face where you're going like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, what is happening? You can't help yourself. If someone is angry in a scene, you frown. Yeah. And if somebody's like really sad and emotional, your face is like, oh no. It's just, I don't, you didn't realize that you did this, I guess. Mm -hmm. And when we started dating, I, I was looking at you doing that. And I've I'm never, like, does he do never, this to everything? Nobody's ever brought that up to me before. You do in it my to life. everything, everything. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, nothing short of hilarious, honestly. It's, I've never seen anybody else do that. Yeah. <laughs> just get so invested yep. in their emotions in that moment. And then you're like, it's like this voyeuristic thing where you're in the scene with them. Yep. So, okay. So Ozark. Yeah. So lots of things, lots, lots of things happening. If you haven't watched this show, uh, I don't know. How do you sum it up? Well, it's basically, um, I mean, the plot of it, like the, yeah. the all American the family meets Mexican drug cartel. No. Well, the, yeah, the idea is that I think he, he was just like this numbers guy and then he got mixed up with the mob or the mafia or whatever. And so now that's just spiraling out of control. You know, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger, more intense. Um, but, you know, this is very much breaking bad in that you you're you kind of have good people doing bad things. Yeah. You know, breaking bad was a little different because. Well, there were stakes with his health and stuff. Yeah, like that. But it, I think someone had said it best to me. It's like you have to watch Breaking Bad going in knowing that Walter White's not a good person because you're rooting for him. But then when you really yeah. think about it and watch it, you're like, he's not. He is not a good person. But anyway. Um, I think he might have been, though. Yeah. But circumstances were such that. Yeah. Like he did. He enjoyed being that that guy, you know. Yeah. But I think it was because of the lack of control with his health. Yeah. You know, so it was easy. And then we're just falling into Breaking Bad. I, I feel like for Walter White's character, it was easy for him to sort of fall into that because he had so little control in what was happening to him physically that this was something that he could kind of be yeah. like all BA in and yeah, um, there's that, but I don't know. But Ozark is is a little different in that I still feel like at the core, these people are still good, they do horrible things, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but and and Jason Bateman is still Jason Bateman as that character, yeah. like all the little quirks that I love about Jason Bateman and the way he has like this inflection to the way that he says things, mm -hmm. all of that, and he does it in, in all of his comedic roles yeah it's just i think it's just his actual reaction yeah he brings that to this as well yeah um but then also brings a lot of more dramatic acting which you're not necessarily used to seeing with him yeah yeah he's great in it but i have to say laura linney laura linney she is a powerhouse my lord and i was never like laura, laura linney was never on my radar for anything i didn't think she was a bad actor by any stretch but i just never was like oh i gotta see the new laura linney film or whatever you mm -hmm. know what i mean but uh, my God, she just she just gets like more engrossing every season. I mean, sure she's been great forever, but yeah. this season especially, I don't know. It's just so drawn to her character because she just plays it so perfectly. You know, she has this balance of, like I said to you, she has like this vis this very disarming kind of smile to her. But when she's angry, like you you know what I mean, like you you and you can and she could be frightening at some time. Like mm -hmm. she just runs the gamut of it all and she's just this is her season she's so good in this yeah she definitely yeah she definitely jason bateman's great they're all great but i don't know yeah for me this this season is all about laura linney and just well, how I great really, she was i really liked laura linney in um life of david gale mm. despite kevin spacey and his 
weird perverted ass <laughs> it was still a really good film i yeah. really enjoyed that film um and uh, the, you know a lot of people haven't seen it when you talk about the movie they're like oh yeah uh, i i really i really liked that film and she was in that and her character was everything was pretty much based around her character everything that was happening was you know kind of based around her character so i really i really enjoyed that i really enjoyed her in that i know she's She's in tons of stuff, but yeah, mm-hmm. I can't say that like, oh yeah, I've uh, I ran to the theater just to see like a Laura Linney thing, and 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 it's it's weird because she's such a good actor. Yeah, but um, sometimes it's like there's just this one thing that a person will shine in, and I think that's why I like series so much because yeah. it's hard to do that in a 90 minute film and it all depends how your character was written mm-hmm. if you have enough dialogue to really have the time to shine through if that cares all how the character is supposed to be portrayed and did you do this this mm-hmm. and that but in a show you have time to sort of layer it yeah and you can go from being a character that someone hardly notices in one season to completely taking over another season yeah they, they have this one there's this one argument scene. I don't want to give it away or anything, but I was just like, it was so good. Such a great argument scene. But I have, to, and I also have to say that there's a, there's a new character this season. Um, Tom. Yeah. It's her, her brother who comes on. What's the, the actor's name is Tom. Uh, Tom Pelfrey. Yes. So he was in Iron Fist. And I remember, I don't remember, I remember him in Iron Fist because I remember at the beginning of the series, I was like, oh, this guy's kind of like, all right. He was, and that by the end of it, I thought, it, his performance was better, but in this, again, probably just he was just so good in this. See, I he felt played like, like I he just stole this season. He was so good, so good. Um, he actually he just absolutely killed killed it. It's so his the way he plays this character is just like just balancing like anger and fear and scared and sadness and vulnerability but also and, being comedic in it yeah like he had this, even comedic like, moments and yeah. just being real in it like oh there's this scene so where good. him and laura linney are have i guess it's like an argument and he's trying to get information from her and he has this moment where he screams he screams a lot he likes to scream at the top of his lungs and he like clapped his hands in frustration and it was such a genuine thing that somebody would do in that moment he's like one of those drop the hat type of criers Mm -hmm. sort of like aaron paul like aaron paul like the wind blows and is like and he's crying yeah but like bawling i love when he cries he has the ability to just cry but they they have this cry that's not it's like this um i don't know it's it's not just like you're crying because you're sad there's there's this way that like aaron paul does it too and so does so does tom you know my buddy tom uh <laughs> good old tom good old tom where you're they're crying but there's just this intensity to it but there's also this vulnerability like it's a layered thing it's not just i'm sad and i'm crying it's just like this whole uh so good mm-hmm. so good anyway sorry <laughs> are you are you all right um yeah yeah it, it there there is definitely you can see when somebody has a forced cry mm-hmm. and uh it's it's the worst. There's there's a compassion that's lost when you see an actor like really pushing yeah. for tears versus somebody that just naturally starts to glass up. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard is one of yeah. those actors that just kind of like she cries. Uh, Amy Adams just yeah. like she can just cry like it just comes very Stanislavski easily. Stanislavski would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and and he has it. Well, it's this intensity, but then this vulnerability and it builds. Yeah. It's not just like. You go for, and then you know there's nothing worse than than the dry cry where it's just a lot of yeah, ugly yeah. cry faces, but nothing's happening in your in your actual eyeballs because you're not sad and you're not crying and you're pushing it. And um, I think like crying is something that either for some people it's very easy, for some people it's a it's a really big struggle, and then other people just learn. I could always cry very easily, mm-hmm. and it's not like there's no I can't. People always ask me that. Oh, how do you cry so easily? I don't know. I, yeah. How do you not cry easily? Have you know, a just, shitty life. <laughs> have a traumatic childhood. Um, it just, I, I don't know. If it, but it's not the it's not the typical stuff, at least for me. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole like, oh, dead puppies and my grandma died. Like that shit doesn't work because that stops being sad. Mm-hmm. And especially like myself, mm-hmm. because in my in in my day to day life, I can cry so easily. And when I'm angry, I cry. Yeah. So. If, if my face looks angry, but tears are coming down my face, 
run (laughs) because I am at 10 if I'm crying and I'm angry. And so, you know, crying is, is something that just happens to me naturally. I'm an emotional person. And so it's just, that just sort of carries Mm -hmm. over. But for some people it's a struggle and you can see that. And, and that, cause that's the thing that I think a lot of people, a lot of actors tend to think that, well, I'm sad in the scene, so I have to cry. And sometimes like not crying, you know, you just need to be emotionally where the character needs to be. Sometimes you'll end up crying. Maybe sometimes you won't. And that's okay. You know, either way, as long as I believe that moment. So as a director, I'm just looking for those moments of believability. And so maybe, maybe the character would, wouldn't cry here. You know what I mean? It's like, I think, I think, I think a lot of people put too much emphasis on crying Yeah. after we just, you know, applauded people for being (laughs) able to cry. But, but I think like, you know, for me, the few acting classes that I did take, I remember that being a big thing. Um, where That's like the it's, first thing people want to learn. Like, how do I cry? Yeah, I cry. And it's like, our, I remember our acting teacher was always just like, you know, if it's not real, don't push it. That was always a big thing. Here's and my so thing. If, the, if, if you're sad, if you can get sad in a scene, then just be that great. sad. Great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if it brings you to tears, great. If it doesn't, that's great, too. But don't don't pu- don't ever push it. Depending on the scene, though, the reality is that. There are some people that are just there's just no fucks given and they don't care who's around. But the reality is that when you're in public or you're around people or it's a scene where you're in a group or a party setting or mm-hmm. something, nobody in that moment goes, oh, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to make an ugly cry face and show all of my emotions to all these people right now. What you're actually doing in those moments in real life is trying not to cry yeah. and get to an environment where you can cry freely without being judged. So someone had asked me, a a, a beginner's actor had asked me once, Oh, you know, Oh, how do you, how do you cry? It's always the first thing that they want to know. And I said, if you were on a train and somebody texted you that somebody that you knew had died, would you just start crying on that train? Or would you start hiding your face and trying to get off at the next stop so that an entire car of people are not staring at you have an emotional breakdown. So in those scenes, it's actually more about trying not to cry. Yeah. And and building from fighting that. back the crying. Yeah. That's what actually That's makes what's... it realistic. Because mm-hmm. in your day to day life, you're not like, oh, I'm sad right now. Oh in the middle of a restaurant you yeah. would be like let me get my shit i have to go to the bathroom excuse me i have to go to the ba-. you know that yeah. that's what somebody would do they would run to the bathroom and try to hold that moment in yeah and so when you're watching a scene where somebody is like clearly forcing a cry face it's just it it's worse than if you were just emotional you could still like move people with just having an emotional performance you don't have to yeah. have tears streaming down your face that's just like a twofer yeah like if you can ball then <laughs> great and then do it but if you can't, don't force it. And he had he has no problems with both. He just yeah. uh, Tom is just like this the kind of actor where Tom. good old Tom is. <laughs> oh, there he is. Um, he's just the kind of actor where everything just flies. Uh-huh. Um, but he has this, these really subtle moments, and uh, you know the character is is uh, dealing with mental health issues, and they had this really nice uh, sort of little montage where it was edited. In this really yeah. cool way yeah, that you're yeah. sort of watching the breakdown. And it was like this monologue he did, which was so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah. It was like going back and forth and back and forth, and he was going through this like roller coaster of emotions. And so that was, I think they opened the the, the episode with that. It was the last episode, I think, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I remember if it was the second to last, last. Um, but I have started noticing a lot of Netflix actors bouncing from show to show to show. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, yeah, I don't know. I've just, I've just. I've made a made but a note see, of that. But now I'll I know his name and I know his face and I want to see stuff that he's in. Yeah, that's why I love these shows because he he may he may be well known in his own right amongst other actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in terms of a household name, no one yeah. knew who the hell he was. I I didn't recognize. I wasn't really too big in them. I didn't like Iron Fist, so I didn't even make the connection. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, oh yeah, Ben, right? Was it Ben? Ben, yeah. yeah. It's Ben from Ozark. You know, like, yeah. I'm going to... He'll always be Ben from Ozark for me now. Yeah. That's it. Like, there's no... And, yeah. I mean, he was great. And, of course, we can't talk about Ozark without talking about fucking Julia Garner. <laughs> or, or whatever. Is it Julia? Ju- Juliana? Julia. Julia, I think. Well, Ruth. Ruth. <laughs> I mean, she's she she kills that character anyway. I mean, she so owns she that must, character. She must... There must... I... 
There has to be a drinking game. We have to do a drinking game of how many fucks yeah. fly out of her mouth. I feel like no one else gets the fucks because she gets them all Just because all the it's fucks. like we can't have all we can't have everybody well, with the like, fucking. You know, it's 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 such a it's such a trademark of a character, right? Because you know, Aaron Paul had bitch. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got fucking. I think I talked about this when we reviewed the last season. Is that how she just she just is is that character? Yeah, you know, she plays it just pitch perfect. Well, like like Ben's character, she will always be Ruth to yeah. me, even though I've seen her and stuff before. Yeah, I I did know when when we started the show, I did know her um, before. I had seen her in it was an indie film, something electric. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Uh, something electric it was an independent film and it was a couple of years old and you know she's she she has such a distinctive face and her hair that as soon as i saw her i was like oh my god i know that that girl was in in that movie or Mm -hmm. whatever that i had seen and uh, she was also in martha marcy may marlene so i knew i had seen this other movie before um and so i i had recognized her but she had smaller a smaller part in that Mm -hmm. um I'm, i'm looking it up sorry that's okay. But she, anyway, yeah, she was, she was like spot on with it. Um, you know, there's a electric lot of electric children, electric children. Yes. That's what I, I had seen her in, but, um, I had seen, I had seen her in Martha Marcy May Marlene first. Mm-hmm. And then I saw when I saw the, the trailer for electric children, I was like, Oh, that girl was in that movie. And so now, you know, yeah. I did know her face, but she's forever Ruth. Yeah. She did have like an interesting arc this this year. It's mm-hmm. almost like an Ozark. Oh my! <laughs> I'll see myself out now. We have been in the house too long. Um, but no, the way the you know this is the the benefits of a show is that the the journey that her character goes through is not something that can be told in in a movie. You know, mm-hmm. for example. Um, but it's interesting to see see that play out. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see where they go. I mean, I hope I don't know. You know, like. I like shows that I can root for people. Everybody does, but I also like shows that are more realistic in mm-hmm. that, like, not everybody is good. So I'm, I'm interested to see how they balance that. Can I just say I'd like next season to be the last one? Yeah, probably will be. Who I'm knows? at that stage because I feel like if we keep dragging this out, you're going to lose me. Yeah. I definitely, I've got like one more season because <clears throat> not to give anything away because we realized it did just come out. Mm-hmm. So. People may not have seen it, but every show ends on a big cliffhanger, cliffhanger you yeah. know, and boy, does it. Yeah. So there, there's unless something terrible happens studio wise, there is a, a fucking season four. Yeah. There better be a fucking season four if I've ever heard of one. <sighs> so holy shit. You yeah. know, it was just because we went in going like, I wonder if there'll be another season scene scene takes place. There's going to be another season. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way they're leaving well, it like I think, that. Yeah, because I think like if I look at it from. If I if you take a step back and look at the whole show, it seems to make sense that this fourth season would be the last one, just because of if I, I if I so. if I were a betting man because the casino thing, okay, uh, I would I would Lord. say that there was um, that season four would be the last one because I don't really feel like there's much more to go. I don't know. I don't want to give too much away, but I feel like season if there's there's definitely going to be a season four and it will be the last one. The reason why I think it's the last one, and I'm 99.9% sure that I am totally wrong on this, is because in the O, they always have four categories. Oh, yeah. And so I was, like, thinking, is that, like, mm-hmm. seasons, that the that there's kind of, like, a hidden thing in yeah. there? I just, it's a great show, and I want it to end on a high note. Yeah. And I just feel like another three years of this, I can't do. I'm yeah. going to stop giving a shit about these people pretty soon, mm-hmm. you know? Because especially on a show like this, there's so many fantastical, crazy things happening to them. Look, you you can't kill off the characters, the main characters, right? right? You know what I mean? So they keep getting into situations that you're like, no regular person would have survived that. Yeah. Like, we would have been murdered easily. Yeah. You know? But they just every season, something happens that you're like, how do they get away with that again? How do they get away with that again? And that's really fun. But then after a while, you're like, ah, oh, right. You know, so I hope... I hope that I'm right in the O partition mm. that it's four seasons and they're going to end it. Yeah. I we'll love see. the Bateman. I love all the characters. They're great, but I just don't want to hate them or just not care about it yeah. anymore. So it was a good in mm-hmm. though. Yeah. It was a really fucking good season. <laughs> yeah. So it was good. Yeah. If somebody who hasn't seen the show would be like, why is she dropping so many? <laughs> 
Watch the it's show. Not me. Watch the fucking show, and you'll see why. <laughs> it's a fucking roast, okay? Um, yeah, I, I think I will. I will say on that note, though, when the when we watched the first season and all the fuckings came in, I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I was just, why is this girl constantly fucking cursing all the time? Yeah. And it's something that I think the wrong actor could have wore that out. Mm-hmm. And it would have become annoying. Yeah. Because it's not, it's, I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah. I don't know about this. But she does it in a way that yeah. you expect it yeah. from her. And you almost don't hear the word anymore because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, she's going to drop. Yeah, she's going to drop like four F bombs in the next th- 30 seconds yeah. and for sure. And it's never, and it's always a, a very creative way of insulting people. <laughs> like the writers must have a blast writing her shit because it's just like these really kind of funny, insulting lines that dick licking contest or yeah. something. She said or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. She's 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 what you call a spitfire. Yeah. And uh, she's she's a fun character. Um, but she's what's great about her character is that she's very she's very crunchy on the outside. Right. You're uh-huh. like, oh, she's got this hard life, but she always wears her emotions on her face. So, you yeah. know, that she has this. That she's just scared, but yeah. that she's very good at masking it with mm-hmm. kind of anger and ego. Yep. But, um, you know, because sometimes a character comes off really sort of conceited and you're like, oh, I don't like this person. Yeah. Their confidence is almost offensive. Balance, yeah. yeah, she knows how to sort of balance it. And she has a very young face and a very young look. So she still has this just really, I mean, I think she is pretty young still. Yeah. But, um, she's just very innocent kind of uh, kind of face. And so it, it just it just works. It just works. This works. Um, look, we're going to be quarantined for at least another week. Mm. So we'll probably be watching more stuff. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully you're listening you, because I, I realized that, you know, um, podcast statistics across the board are pretty much going down because nobody's commuting. So people aren't listening to podcasts. But um, we but actually did really well last week. We did. We did well last week. So hopefully this week will be the same. So if you are listening, let us know. Shoot us a, an Everyone email. Everyone listened last week, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Because you were like reading the stats and you yeah. went, this can't be right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what happened? You're like, look at this spike. And I was like, well, maybe it's because people are bored and they're listening yeah. to podcasts. I don't listen. I'm going to be totally honest. I don't listen to podcasts unless I'm driving. Yeah. I can't pay attention to them unless I'm driving or in a car or something like that. Um, so uh, I appreciate everyone who's bored enough to tune in and listen to our show. And hopefully we got some new people and you'll want to come back. Yep. And you weren't like, oh, my God, that was a waste of time. Yeah. Oops. And that's the thing. You know, we've we've been, you know, I've been like working on some stuff for our films and, and whatnot. So that we have some of that stuff in the works to chat about once we get moving on that. Hopefully yeah. next week or so we'll have some more info on that. <laughs> <laughs> like what's going to happen right now? Uh, okay, so shout out to Reality Bomb Comic Cast, Eddie Geekin, Not Up for Debate, Perry Herovis. Uh, just shout outs to everybody who's doing their part and, and staying home and being responsible. Uh, please continue to do that. And, uh, you know, shout outs to everybody who is not able to stay home and everyone who's yes, sort you, of in the front lines God's there. Work. Like, um, you've mentioned God like five times in this episode. Really? Yeah. Hmm. What's, what's, what's God going on? <laughs> like, you're an atheist. Um, so the power of Christ has compelled you hmm. in, in this episode. And, uh, yeah, we, we just, we appreciate everybody who's, who's putting forth the effort, whether you're a nurse, a surgeon, uh, um, a, a, a vet tech, uh, whether you are working at a supermarket, whether you're delivering food. I mean, it just, this is yeah. a, a time where we are seeing just how important everybody's job is in our day-to-day life. Yeah. Um, and it's not the fucking CEOs. I'll tell you that. It's, it's not, it's not Amazon who apparently is out of everything and not delivering shit easily anyway. Yeah. So isn't that funny? <laughs> so when we need you the most yeah. unavailable, yep. uh, and, and it's, you know, it's restaurant workers and, 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 uh, uh, the food, the food industry that's, that's really kind of holding shit down right now. The trucking industry, trucking as well. industry, deliveries, UPS, FedEx, all parcel services are still having to, to work. They don't get to take off, uh, which is terrifying, but you know, so we just wanted to, to show our appreciation to everybody who's doing their part and, and as well as everyone who's just staying home because that makes everyone else's job easier. That's trying to, to keep up with, with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, no shout outs to the orange turd who is just what the fuck yeah. <laughs> just what what can you do is going on 
I'm sorry. It's a disaster. If you were if you were leaning to the right or Republican, you probably hate us now. But I'm not. I'm not going to act like that. That dude is is contributing in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, please don't listen to that guy. Listen to the actual scientist. That Fauci guy seems pretty. And uh, he seems like he's got the info. You know, do do your homework because uh, the, the, this is a very real thing for a lot of people. Yes. So whether you, whether you whether you believe in him or not, please just do your own research. And who? president oh i don't know if there's anyone that would listen to this that would but if you do whatever but you know i think it's important for people no matter where they lean politically to do their research do the research yeah yeah and whether the the president is not a scientist and doesn't even listen to actual scientists so you you have to you have to be realistic here um i'm gonna get off the podium uh so we don't know what's happening next week <laughs> we'll be here. It's a crapshoot. We know we'll be in the house. I don't know what we're watching. Stuff will be watched. It will be reviewed. We will talk about things. If you have any questions, concerns, if you want us to watch your film, uh, review it, come over to the socials and yeah. you can reach out to us clickety clack and and uh and we'll we'll do our best to to get back to you. Instagram, that's the best way. Instagram. Go gorilla film on all of the socials. All of the but socials. Instagram is the best way to get. So in touch be with safe us. out there. Join us next week. I uh, thank you. Goodbye. Bye.